Welcome to the Hey Pastor Podcast, the show where two firefighters, one who is also an author and the other is a pastor, tackle the hard questions Christians have while answering them in a scripturally sound way that actually makes sense. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Hey Pastor with your hosts, author Jason Sautel and pastor Joshua Putnam. Hey Pastor Josh, how is it going today? You know, Jason, it's going all right, uh, dealing with a little bit. Uh, my kids aren't feeling the best, so uh, it's just kind of a struggle, right, when things are off. But I was thinking about that. And, Wait, okay, uh, I'm sometime- stopping right there. No, 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 no. You are a pastor. You don't get the right to struggle or have days uh, bad days. Okay, are we clear on this? This is the Hey Pastor podcast. You're the pastor. I'm not. Therefore, I get to struggle and you oh, have to clear it up. Are we clear right. with this, John? Yeah, I'm sorry. I am doing great, Jason. How are all you? Right, good. <laughs> sorry, pal. I just I just stole all grace and everything away from you there. No, man. Um, yeah, you had a little flu going through the house, a little virus and bugs and whatnot, man. Yeah, they just can't kick it. So, you know, there's that. And and so so here's uh here's inside pastor's life. Our lives are boring sometimes. <laughs> And, really? I thought and, you guys lived the party life. <laughs> I absolutely love what I do. I love studying. I sometimes I'm like, man, I get paid to study the Bible and to preach, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of work. And yeah. so sometimes life just is kind of a grind. But I always think of what Dave Ramsey said. You, you ever heard Dave Ramsey's response? Yeah, Dave Ramsey's the ultra. He's the really super rich guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the super rich guy. And he always that's why he always says, "I'm doing better than I deserve." But that's the truth, man. I am right. doing better than I deserve. And I'm sitting here talking to you and man, again, this is only our second episode and it still doesn't quite seem real. We've talked about this for so long. Mm-hmm. I remember when the first idea just kind of joke was something you called and we were talking, you're like, we got to do a Hey Pastor podcast. Right. And we laughed about it and here we are. Right. And you know, what's so fun about that because what was on my mind was I'm blessed to talk with pastors that have all sorts of backgrounds that have been to different seminaries who some have not been to seminary and they're all pastors. But what I loved about it is when you and I talk like, okay, this guy's legit. And trust me, Jason is not the legit police of pastors. Okay. But it was just like, (laughs) we had a flow because there's been some pastors, I'll be honest. And and whether you're watching this and recording or not, the more they talk, the more I shrink down and I feel less of, I'm like, oh boy. Okay. And then I start calling myself an evangelist. And then by the end of the conversation, I don't even call myself an evangelist anymore. I'm just like, yeah, I'm a fireman who loves Jesus. You know, and (laughs) you and I, we just had a different vibe because of you being a firefighter up there in the cold frozen tundra of the great North yeah, and me being a firefighter surfer guy down here in California and hanging out. It was just cool that the common bond was our love for Christ and sharing yep. our love for Christ with others, but also firefighting. It, it just brought together that that fellowship time that, that we kind of crave. And so we got to not only just talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus, we got to talk about fun things and other yeah. cool things that we love to do. Yeah. Sometime we'll have to have a, an episode where we just share some of those crazy stories, right? 
I think we kind of are right now, right now. So well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So I, anyways, you asked me a minute ago how I'm doing. Um, I'm pretty hyped up on coffee and Jesus right now. <laughs> so, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's it is a good, a good thing. thing. <laughs> no, I'm doing really good, man. Um, the weather out here in California has been awesome and things are just really cool. But I do have a hey pastor question for you. The other day when I was at church, a super cool older gentleman came up to me and he's read my book and seen the things I've got going on and knows the different stuff. And he goes, and I'm going to move into the microphone. Hey, Jason, I would really like to disciple you, bro. I don't normally get weirded out with Christianese at times. Okay. <laughs> and I knew where he was going, but yeah. I kind of thought, what, what was he talking about? And I know his heart sure. was for me, bro. Let's just hit this topic real quick. What the heck is discipleship and what do you as a pastor see it to be? And I know that's that's a huge question, but if you wouldn't mind going over this with me, it would really, really help. Yeah. So I think even when we talked about this ahead of time, like just so everybody knows, we you just kind of said, Hey, how about we talk about this? This is something I'm I'm struggling with, right? And mm -hmm. so part of what you mentioned was even understanding the difference between discipleship and fellowship, right? right. So so I think that's where we, we need to go. And uh what you did right now was you just asked me a question that that I could talk about for hours and hours and hours. Just just to be fair to our listeners, if you're in a car, you might want to pull over, fill up with <laughs> gas, you know, something like that. <laughs> it's going to be a 400 mile just, uh, conversation yeah, here. So get, it, get this, at it. Save this one for your drive across the country. Now, um, this is near and dear to my heart because what I have come to to learn is that I think as Christians overall, we've kind of missed what Jesus meant when he talked about discipleship. And, and I think the best way to start to understand that is understanding some terms. So what I've found, and this is why I thought this was great when you said, hey, this is something I'm kind of thinking through, is what, what we often think as pastors, I'm going to call myself out here as a pastor, what mm -hmm. we often think is discipleship is actually more fellowship a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So let's define those, those terms. So we know what we're talking about, right? You said, well, that's kind of, that's Christianese. Well, let's get rid of Christianese. Let's, let's talk about, let's let people know what we're talking about here. So fellowship. Hey, and before, before you get going here, pastor, and I'm going to cut you off, which I normally do, I'm going to make this <laughs> easy for you. And I'm going to give you the greatest fellowship discipleship bomb. I'm going to drop it. And then I'll let you continue on. Iron sharpens iron, right? Right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, right. Kyle. I'll let you continue on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Right. Um, so I, the, the biggest thing for that I think I've learned is when we start thinking about fellowship, fellowship is really, fellowship draws us together. We're drawn together through a common bond. And that term fellowship really is, uh, it, it, we don't, use the word fellowship outside of church. I don't think like, mm -hmm. I don't think you, you go to the firehouse and go, Hey, let's, let's go over to my house. You know, everybody come over Saturday and, and, and bring, bring some pop and some chips and sandwiches. We're going to have some fellowship with the firefighters. Right. That's not it's how probably, that works. No one's going to show up because again, that would be like it's me walking weird. into, I'd walk into the local firehouse and, be, blah, 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 and then expect for them to show up to my house, you uh, know? Right. And, so, and so I totally get that. That's the term and stuff. So, so, so yeah, yeah, I get even that. that word. We kind of, it's kind of Christianese, but really it's, it's a common bond. So if we want to talk about it in terms you and I understand, it's 
brotherhood, right? Right. You mentioned early, we, earlier, we're drawn together through Christ, but we're also drawn together through the fire service. You and mm-hmm. I could get in a car and drive anywhere in the country, see a firehouse, pull in, and I guarantee you we could sit and talk to them for hours on end because right. we have a common bond. We have a, a fellowship. So when we start talking about fellowship, the Bible makes it clear that fellowship is important when we start talking about discipleship, and we'll circle back around to that. So what is discipleship? When this guy comes and says, Jason, I want to disciple you, what does that really mean? Well, discipleship really is intentionally equipping believers through the Word of God, and and the key is you got to have accountable relationships in that, and then it's Mm -hmm. also empowered through the Holy Spirit. Mm. The idea of discipleship is replicating your life. Now, we, we say it kind of, it sounds weird in this, this term, but mm-hmm. really reproducing ourselves spiritually in someone else, right? Gotcha. So when, when he came to you and said that to you, if he really understood what he was saying, he was saying, mm-hmm. Jason, let me invest in you. Let me be right. a spiritual mentor to you. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just replicate myself in you. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, no, it, you know, and I'm kind of sitting here going back on some of my notes when was thinking, and it's maybe a little bit off, but you know, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up. So when he approached me, I see where he was wanting to encourage me to grow in Christ. To, he wanted to disciple me. He wanted to create uh, more of like what he's grown into over the years. Cause this gentleman right. had been a Christian much longer than I have. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to encourage me to grow. And by doing that, he's quote replicating with it. Would that be kind of in a layman's terms uh, yeah. down the right path? Yeah. I mean, it, it, so when you would get a new, a new rookie firefighter that came to the firehouse, we've got a, we've got a couple right now. They haven't even been through, uh, through the Academy yet. Mm-hmm. They about a week ago was the first time they even put a pack on, breathed air. You know that's mm-hmm. fun because you have a blank slate, right? Mm-hmm. But you can send them to the academy, and they're going to learn. They need to go to the academy, but they're not going to be the best firefighter they can be unless an older firefighter does what takes them under their wing. What's the what's right. the the what's the quote we always hear? The best thing an old firefighter can do is to teach a young how, firefighter how to be an old firefighter, you know? Oh, there you go in Oakland. It's uh I'm going to teach you to go get me coffee and you better not spill any on your way back to bring it to me. So I, I love those terms because I truly have never heard that. No, I'm just joking with you. But <laughs> as a, um, you know, no, I, I, I love that because again, the replication. I love that word. And right. I, I'm not going to get stuck on it throughout the conversation, but I see where, where you're taking that. I, so, so I think I, that's all setting up part of my answer. Okay. So this is typical pastor who spends 20 minutes on the introduction and then says, okay, now for the text, right? That's right. You just can't get away from pastor. I just, so, <laughs> right. so here I am 20 minutes in, and now we're going to answer the question. So that sets it up because I want us to understand the replication of discipleship, and I want us to understand fellowship. And then to answer your question, Jason, I want to take you back to, to Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And again, will, will you kind of use the term Christianese? Because I want to I want to put this out there because I'll use it just out of habit. So I want right. people to understand if you've never heard it before, we we I call that, and, and many do, you've you've probably heard that called the Great Commission. 
right? And I, I would even say um, it's the great command. It wasn't, we were commissioned, but, but it was a command for us. Right. And it was Jesus' last words before he left. And he said, he said to his disciples, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So where I have learned now, okay, this was hard for me. This was pastor Ooh. getting his toes stepped on by the Bible a few times over the last several <laughs> I years. I like that, yeah. And realizing, oh, man, I, I messed up. I have not been doing this the way that Jesus intended it. Mm-hmm. And what I've realized is you were kind of weirded out when that guy came and said, hey, can I disciple you? Right. Because it's not a common thing anymore, number one. And number two, it it should have been happening already, but we haven't been doing it as churches. So now right. you're weirded out by that. Right. So let's go back to what Jesus meant and understand really what, what should have happened and how this all should have worked. Because Jesus says, go make disciples. Well, how do we make disciples? He says, first of all, you have to baptize them. Well, we're not going to, we know we get deep here. Okay. If this is only right. our second episode, people right. stick yeah. around. We're going to get deep, but we're not oh, going to get so deep that you can't understand it. So we're not going to dive I'm in, into I'm the, in the, sh- I'm in the shallow side of the pool over here. So they're here. Don't worry. We're, we're we'll here. Okay. Coffee, dive right on, in. Yeah, dive into that deep end. <laughs> we're still with you. And, and honestly loving this because it's, it's clearing up, I think a lot for folks. So have at it brother. Well, we're not, we're not going to get deep. Like, I don't want to, this is not a, a theological debate right here, but obviously when we talk about baptism, we know that that doesn't come. Baptism has nothing to do with salvation. It comes after salvation. We follow in obedience. So really the first step of making a disciple is not even mentioned there. It's going and leading somebody to Christ. Ooh. So then after we do that, now I know in my, my experience, um, I, I, you know, I think probably what, what I know of you probably happened in your experience some, what do we do? We lead them to Christ and we baptize them. Even we get them right. baptized and we celebrate like it's this, um, well, we celebrate it like it's a graduation ceremony, right? You've, you've made it Jason. All right. Now come sit in the pew, listen to the pastor preach mm-hmm. and, and you'll, you'll be fine. Figure it out. Right. But that's not how the Bible says. The Bible says at that point, you're still a baby Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had this conversation. It's tough right. for little kids to sit in a sermon and listen to pastor and get everything out of that. They need to. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and a new believer is no different. Right. And Jesus didn't say, go make a disciple by leading them to Christ and baptizing them. He said, lead them to Christ, baptize them, and then teach them not just a knowledge, but teach them to obey mm-hmm. every single thing I have commanded you. Right. Now we start to get into the work of it. Because, Jason, when are you going to obey every commandment Jesus has given you? I'm going to give it my best, but I'll be honest. I can't even follow it for a few minutes. Not, not that I'm, you know, we've talked about this before. Not that I'm willfully sinning and saying, okay, oh, I'm yeah. going to sin against this commandment. But when We're I look f- amongst that, oh my, it, it, to me, my... Look at it is when am I going to? I'm going to try, but if I was able to, I wouldn't need Jesus. So there's my generic right. answer back right. to you. And and that's uh, yeah, I'm a pastor. I'm human. I'm in the same boat. Right. So what what when the light bulb came on was 
I have a lifelong work to do in someone's life. If I'm going to make a Ooh. disciple, I have to, if I was, if I was making a disciple out of you, Jason, then, then Ooh. you just said, what do I have to do? I have to walk with you for your lifetime and teach you. Right, right. So you're, so let's go to Hebrews 10, 24. Then it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So my guess is as a pastor, you're spending a lot of time in that consideration mode, right? So you're considering ways to stir us up to find his love and do good works, correct? And that would be you discipling us. Okay, is that well, kind of down sort the road, of. maybe? Okay. Sort of. Okay, so this is a, it's great that you brought that verse up because that's mm -hmm. a verse that I was going to come come back to. So when we we talk about consider one another to, to stir up to love and good works, one thing that I always teach people when they're studying the Bible is look at the context, yes. look at who the author is writing to. The right. author is not writing to me, the pastor. Right. The, the the author is writing to what do we call them? I I don't really like the term, but we could call them common folk, the firefighters, right? Not the pastors. Right. He's writing to right. the fire. He's not writing to the chief. He's writing right. to the firefighter. Okay. That right. might be a bad anal analogy, but you get no, what I'm sense. saying. Yeah. No, you're, you're breaking it down because you have been blessed with the knowledge of having an understanding. So it's your job now to break it down. So a fire chief is going to break something down to us in a way we can understand because at the end of the day, we're not trying to do chief level stuff. We're right. trying to do firefighter level stuff. So he's bringing it down to us in a way that will equip us to do our job better. Correct. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to consider and I'm going to spend time considering, but ultimately you are, are called now through this passage to consider. Here's Ooh. where this really gets interesting. That word consider if you just take five minutes and kind of look at the Greek and, mm -hmm. and you don't even have to learn, know how to use or speak Greek, read oh, it's Greek, all Greek you, to me, bro. <laughs> you just know how to push a couple buttons on the computer. And what you find right. out is right. the word consider means to study. Mm. So, so now you're being told study one another, literally wow. observe them, study them as a pastor who's pastoring a flock. I cannot physically study everyone right. to the extent, but you can study, you can study. It's just Ooh. like, let's go back to the fire department. You have a chief who's over the entire fire department. He does not know your crew like you know your crew mm -hmm. because you're the one in the trenches with them every day. This is where discipleship comes I, in. I can walk right into my, and, and just so we're clear, I'm not in the fire department anymore right. because, you know, I left with my injury. But falling back on that, my crew, even to this day, a few years later, I knew exactly how each guy took his coffee, right? I didn't yeah. consider how he took his coffee. I studied and learned. And by studying, this is how he takes his coffee. I present it to him. And that's showing that I got to know him. So it makes total sense to break it down into that Greek version. Okay, so, so now good. let's go back to your question. Because you said, what's the difference between fellowship and discipleship? And I said, it takes both because you learn that through what? You learn that through fellowship, through the camaraderie, right. through the brotherhood. And you got to know him and you studied him. Also, I can probably tell you, because I know how it is for me, with the guys that I fight fire with, mm -hmm. I know that there's guys that I can walk up to, I can give them an elbow in the ribs, and I can and I can throw a remark at them, mm -hmm. and, and they'll just know, yep, I could have done that better. And there's right. other guys that won't handle it that way. Right. I have to communicate with them a little bit differently. 
right? That's Why? good. Because I like that. We've had fellowship. We've considered them. And so in Hebrews, he's saying, consider them, study them, and learn what is the best way for me to stir up in them love and good works. Wow. No, that's good. Now, let me bring an example. So when I was the younger version of me, the the for those that have read my book, there's this guy called the Demon Seed, which was my nickname <laughs> in the fire department long before I was a Christian. Should we just rename our podcast the Demon Seed and PJ? Right, exactly. Well, I'm always going to go back there and dip <laughs> into that area because you grew up in a Christian home, so you get this nice consistency. I have an abrupt change in my life, so I like to be able to go back in and pull from that. And you get that. But I was in the firehouse one time and chalk this up to... Jason's story uh, going with where Pastor Josh is going. I was in the firehouse and I was, we're at the dinner table and there's 12 of us at this firehouse in Oakland. And I kept on joking and joking. And this one senior guy, he was like almost pushing 60 years old and just, but he was a buff six year old. And I kept playing and playing and mess with him, poking him in the ribs. I didn't know him. I hadn't studied him. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden he gets up from the table I look over and he goes to the kitchen door and he closes it and he puts a chair up against it. I look over my captain, I'm like, hey, Cap, what's this guy getting ready to do? He's like, oh, he's getting ready to beat you up, Jason. He wants to make sure you can't escape. <laughs> well, I don't want to go too far into it, but I wasn't physically injured, but that was some of the most pain I ever incurred while being in the firehouse because I didn't study this gentleman and he right. was done with me. And this is old school, the firefight. I'm talking about right. this was in the early 2000s of... But because I didn't study him, he didn't get to know me. He didn't like my joking. I didn't realize he didn't like joking. And it escalated rather quickly. <laughs> so right. I, I, th- th- there, there's my sermon on studying one another. It's so true, though. But once you do, then the value is there in Ooh. that, you know, even just thinking about how you and I interact with each other when you will, when you text me or call me or, or I'll even see something on Facebook and I'll, mm-hmm. and I just start to, to already kind of understand you will often post maybe more of a surface type right. of thing. Right. And, and because I, because I'm getting to know you, I can process and go, Oh, this is probably it. Like a text I sent you not too long ago. I was kind of more just guessing. Like I, I kind of could think this is probably what he's struggling right. with, right? Right. But because I've gotten to know you and right. the flip side of that is now, now I can send you, you know, I can say something to you even in, in jest, right? Pick right. on you about whatever, oh, because yeah. I know how you're going to handle that. I know how you're going to respond. Right. And, right. And well, let's we, go for an example there. Like people will come at me quite a bit and say, We've heard this for Jason, stay humble. And I'm like, oh, golly, just because <laughs> right. I wrote a book and stuff like that, they want stay humble. Like I'm not being humble. And you understand that it truly deeply hurts me because I am right. trying to be humble as can be, but I also have to get the message out that God put on my heart and be right. able to bless people. So I'm, I'm trying to counterbalance this all the time in a way that will stay in the humility, humble side, because I truly want to stay there. So when someone says, Make sure you stay humble. You can read into that. And I know for a fact, because you know me, you have a little chuckle first. Like, oh boy, there's because you got to know me. We're going to put the chair up against the door. Right. And, and then you can now come in and because you got to know me, you can poke and you can say, yeah, Jason, stay humble. And I'll start laughing now right. because you know me. Whereas opposed when someone doesn't know me says to do that, I'll be honest, it makes me angry. I have no right. other word for it, except it makes me angry. And now I got to work through it and stuff. So, so again, 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have but, to do a whole other podcast just on turning Greek words out there. On, on the, the other side of that, though, if I came to you and I said, Jason, um, I think it's time for you to get a little humble. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to listen to me because you know that that I know what you, number right. one, I know you're, you're general you're generally a humble person. I, right. I laugh when I see that because that's right. completely opposite of who you are. Right. But yeah. and, and I've, if you brought I've earned to, that opportunity to you, speak into your life. Right. Because you've invested into me, vice versa. Right. I've invested into you because I'm not truly in your quote congregation or part of your church. We're brothers outside of that. So, so God connected us at this level here where we can have talks, really good talks. So when I see you in an area, I'm like, Oh boy, he's not having a good day right now. And I can feel into that and vice right. versa. I can speak back into that after I poke a little too, you know? So that, that's what I, I love about it, man. So if you were ever to come to me and say, humble yourself, I'm going to hear it. Will it sting? Oh, by all means, it truly right. will sting, you know, because I know now you're speaking truth into me and now it's going to be a sting in the barometer level of now I have to look and see where I need to do better and try harder. Right. But we've, like I said, we've earned that and we've earned that through fellowship. And that's why when we start talking about discipleship and the amount of investment that it takes, um, really, when we think about what we, what we're supposed to do, the uh, the fellowship is just as important. If we think about what Jesus did, when Jesus said, go make disciples, I've heard people say, do you think the disciples knew what Jesus was saying? And I would answer that very easily saying, yes. And to to answer that question, yes, we actually have to do something that that's going to make you gasp a little bit, Jason. We got to go outside of the Bible, right? Okay, so Pastor just said we're not we're we're going outside of the Bible, right? So hang on for a minute with me, right? What we have in the Bible are highlights, right? Your your life that when you wrote the Rescuer, that wasn't every detail, that was mm-hmm. highlights, correct. There was, there was everyday life that happened in between all of those stories, and the Bible is no different. So mm-hmm. Jesus was on this earth for three years, or yeah, three years, 30 years rather, right? I was going to say, wow, I, well, I, think I, he, I think you might have stopped was, a little short of the Gospels there, Pastor. He, was just years, I told you, we're okay. going outside the Bible. We're not worried. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, Boy, we are outside the Bible. No, but he was with the disciples great. for about three years. Right. But there's not three, it doesn't take you, it, it doesn't take you three years to read all that because there's stuff in between. Right. So what did Jesus do? Jesus, Jesus lived with them. When they were walking from one town to another, there were times that they had conversations just like if we're sitting around the dinner table and we're mm-hmm. talking about sports, we're talking about politics, we're talking right. about the weather, we're talking about whatever. They were real people. This this the shows Super Bowl us the halftime hum- show. The hu- <laughs> we're not going there. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> this this shows us the humanity of Christ, though. So he fellowshiped with them. He shared life with them. And they they shared life together, and and through that, if you read the New Testament, there were times that that Jesus was walking, and they were just talking about something, and he saw a teachable moment, and he would actually then point out an object and, and give them an object lesson, right? right? That wasn't hey, let's sit down in this classroom. They were right. just doing life together. On the same hand, there were times when Jesus sat them down and he said, "Listen, guys, here's what you need to know." And he, and he taught them. He right. did it that way, <clears throat> partly because in the culture, that's how people were taught. 
You mm-hmm. didn't go to a school like you go now. You you right. found a teacher and you followed them. Wow. So, and, and so this is, that's why they're always, there's so many different verses where they just, they proclaim his teacher, right? They, they ask him right. teacher, right? Yeah. Because that was the culture. Paul had a teacher. Paul had a, a, a rabbi in a sense. If you look, if you look at John the Baptist, John the Baptist, and you, if you read through John, he had a, he had disciples. In right. fact, there was a time where he sent his disciples to Jesus, and, and there were other times Paul had disciples because disciples were literally just learners. When right. we think about disciples, we think about the 12 disciples and da-da-da, but in their context, they knew what a, a disciple was a learner, and Ooh. it meant that you replicated yourself in someone else. And so when Jesus said, go make disciples, they knew, I've got to go, I've got to lead somebody to Christ, and then I've got to invest myself in them, and I've got to literally let them, as we said, if they listen to our last podcast, follow me, right? Jesus said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what discipleship is. Right. And and I love that because what I'm seeing here is when that gentleman approached me, quote, speaking Christianese, I love it was like a convergence of old school, new school, right? And stuff mm-hmm. that he saw something in me and he wanted to encourage me and he wanted to. So when he approached me and he said, I would like to disciple you, it didn't quote weird me out just so we're clear on that. <laughs> but I think that he missed a little bit of the fellowship aspect of it. Of right. Like, hey, Jason, let's meet for a cup of coffee and talk about all things Jesus. Because right. you know, if you tell me that, I'm in, let's go. Yep. And then in that conversation, Hey, I want to talk to you about some things that I've learned along the way, because let's be honest, if someone comes right out of the gate and says, Hey, there's some things you're doing that aren't right. And I think you need to change them. I'm like, dude, you don't walk in my shoes. You don't know where I'm at and stuff. So take it down a notch and all of a sudden barriers go up. But when someone approaches someone else, whether it's me or someone else, and we say, Hey, I want to give you some wisdom that I've learned along the way, the stumbles I've had, the falls I've had. Now I'm listening. I'm I'm checking out because I love, as you know, to learn from people's failures along with what what they've won, the things that have happened and the great rewards that came from each. But sometimes people just want to teach off of all the good stuff and, and never teach from the bad stuff. So I think when someone says, Hey, Jason, I would like to disciple you. That's where I come from that. Hey, take the Christianese down just a notch and, and come at me with a fellowship approach. Does that kind of mm-hmm. make sense? Cause they kind of, yeah, absolutely. There. Right. Cause you have to do that. Here's what I teach our people in our church after what we've learned over the last probably six years, I teach them that you have to do that weird thing of saying, Hey, Jason, can I disciple you? Because mm-hmm we haven't done it right in the first place. So follow right. this with me for a minute. I will. If we if we do what Jesus did, okay? No mm-hmm. we if we do it the way that he told the disciples to do it. I lead person A to Christ. I build a relationship with them. I engage them in culture. Hint hint go listen to our last podcast. Right. And and I finally have an opportunity you have a Bible study. I share the gospel with them. They repent of their sins. They receive Christ as their Savior. They get baptized. Now I have this responsibility to teach them everything that Jesus commanded them to do and help them obey it. So now we're we're fellowshipping together. We're studying the Bible together. We're literally doing life together. In our church, we call it life on life for life. Oh, I like and that. 
So we're doing that together. And at some point, as he learns what Jesus commanded, he learns, person A learns, oh, just as PJ shared the gospel with me and led me to Christ, Jesus has commanded me to do that. So now what happens, this child in the faith, because that's biblical, Paul calls Timothy his son in the faith. So person A is my son in the faith. Person A says, oh, I need a son in the faith. So what does PJ now have? A grandson in the faith, Ooh. right? If we if we want to think about it in simple terms. So what's ultimately happening in, in church, if we're doing it the right way, is we are growing a natural family tree, just like our, our physical lives, right? We have these family trees. We're reproducing. And that's what we should be doing in church. Because we haven't, now we have to like do this. We, we're adopting spiritual orphans, mm -hmm. literally. So what right. happened? This guy mm -hmm. saw Jason, who was a spiritual orphan, because you didn't have somebody mm -hmm. walking life with you. And so now he's adopting them into, he was he was attempting to adopt you into his life in a sense. And so I've literally told our people, we have to make our, our family tree in our church look biblical, right? It has to right. be biblical. So now we have to have these awkward conversations of saying, hey, can I disciple you? Yeah. But we also know what that means in our church because right. we've had spent a lot of time talking about it and learning how to do it. Right. No, and that's so good. And that's what I I love about being able to, quote, go deeper without going so deep. We're just losing everyone, including me, because that makes sense. Because I've often looked at the church from the outside in, meaning the the American church. And I'm not going to go too crazy here or too um, into the danger zone. But I look that a lot of times I'll look at a church and it's so legalistic mm. that it drives mm -hmm. people to crazyism. And yep. then they, when I say crazyism, it's a church where it's like I go in there and I see what they're trying to do, but they're just not catching it. So it stays in the crazy land, all shows and stunts. Then people get tired there and they slide right back into the legalistic church again. Mm -hmm. And I see the Bible, as I've mentioned to you before, as fully balanced. We yes. have a perfect God who is showing us full balance from Genesis all the way through the indices. Okay. What book is that? <laughs> there it is. Oh, what, what book is indices? Oh, Revelation. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, when you look at that, it is so balanced. And so I see where you're talking about this gentleman comes and says he wants to disciple me. I feel a little unbalanced because I've been so far over here, not mm -hmm. learning what true discipleship is, but I'm also going to go a little bit over here and say that gentleman, he wasn't a legalist. He wasn't coming to me in a legalistic approach, but let's be honest. He wasn't coming at me with a bit of fellowship either. Right. Cause I didn't understand what he was saying where if he even just looked at me like, all right, here's this crazy author guy in our church hanging out. And he says, man, once again, I would love to just hang out with you. And right. then start talking Christianese to me. I do believe that that would be a balanced approach too. So, oh. so not taking away from what you're saying, but also just adding Absol to it, if you will. Well, absolutely, because because you need that fellowship. But what if what if he just did it this way? Now, again, in our church, our people kind of start to understand that Christianese, and they know, okay, this is this is okay to talk about it this way. But what if what if he just came up and said, like you said, he's hey, Jason, let's go to McDonald's for lunch. Are you are you? I'll buy. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, as long and as I then, get a chocolate milkshake. Yeah. And then, ooh, what if what if this happened? He never talked about 
biblical things. Right. Hey, I heard you're a firefighter. Tell me about that. Tell me, oh, so you wrote a book, right? And just started to get to know you and then said, hey, who this is who I am and and da-da-da-da-da. And in a a week or two later, he says, hey, I had a good time at McDonald's. I'll buy again if you want to come. Let's do that again. Right. Right. And eventually you guys start texting back and forth because you're becoming buddies and you're getting Mm -hmm. to know him. Fellowship, Mm -hmm. right? There's a Mm -hmm. camaraderie together. And and you know that maybe he's he's oh that's right this week he's got this this thing going on and so I'm going to pray right. for him and then I'm going to text right. him and see how it went and then eventually he's just like hey uh, you just want to start getting together and and we'll study the Bible together right. and then you know and right. then naturally what are you doing oh you're having him over to watch the game or you're having mm-hmm. it's just it, it's it's life we're doing right. life together but you right. have to in in order to truly disciple somebody you have to have that that intentional an accountable relationship and right. Bible study, he's right. then the guy that does come and say, hey, Jason, you know, I, I really appreciate everything you're doing. I am excited about what the Lord's got going on in your life. But, but man, the, the book has really taken off and you've changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you need to, you know, I think you need to reflect on that and you go, Ooh, this is a guy I really respect. And this is a guy that's been here for right. me through everything. And I'm going right. to listen to that. Right. And that, that's where I go balanced approach because to take the example of saying, Hey, Jason, I want to disciple. It felt more like a box was being checked on his yep. side and I'm like, okay. And it's a good box to check, but it didn't hit balanced in the way that you're bringing to, because there's, there are people like, I'll, I'll hit someone up, dude, let's, I, I feel called to sit down with you right now and just go a little deeper in the Bible. Because like you said, I've invested, I've studied that guy. I've gotten to know him. So yesterday morning is another good example. I had a really good friend of mine who had a back surgery not too long ago and he's struggling with the pain and all the stuff that comes with it. Well, me having a broken hip and a broken back, I sat down with him but because we had been really good friends for years and stuff, I didn't come at him like, Hey buddy, it's going to get better. And all this, I'm like, all right, excuse my language. It's going to suck for a little while. Meaning right. the pain's going to hurt. The pain's going right. to hurt so bad for long. It's going to, it's going to crush you, but trust me. Then I go to him a little further and I say, don't make any decisions while you're in this pain about how life is going to look down because you're oh, looking yeah. through it through pain right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That was actually a harsh way to take it. If I didn't know him, like if I was a fireman, I walked up to someone on the ground. I'm like, Hey, yeah, this is going to hurt really bad and just deal with it. Dude, that's cruel and inhumane. Okay. Right. But because I knew this guy and we have grown together, Christ, and we have spent hours studying our Bibles, hanging out, watching TV, doing everything, growing, I could drop the truth on him that I know only I could bring to him in a way he could hear it. So I I love those examples that you throw out there about that. Well, and I think you hit on something too. Um, When we talk about discipleship, there's there should be a person that you're following. There should be a, a person that I'm following. That doesn't mean that God doesn't use the whole family in in that, right? Because there are times that, uh, and, and we encourage that in our church, and we tell people, look, just because I, if I'm discipling you, that doesn't mean that your other friend can't come and encourage you because he's going to speak into your life in a way differently than I'm going to speak into your life, even if I'm the one you're, you're kind of following to Christ, right? We That's why the Ephesians 4 especially talks about that and talks about the importance of the body, and, and Paul talks about and calls out the importance of discipleship. 
But also Paul calls out the body of Christ. We mm-hmm. all are have a purpose. We all have something we can teach somebody else. So so what we what we've really got to understand though is you doing that, that was that could have been discipleship in a way, right? You mm-hmm. you were helping him hopefully become more like Christ. Literally, hopefully he was following you because you've right. walked that road before. But right. that's not making a disciple. That's right. just helping a brother. Right. And and even we look back and you say, well, this this fellow that asked me, you know, maybe he didn't handle it right. Well, the truth is, even to just to sit down and if I said, Hey Jason, you want to have a Bible study, let's meet at McDonald's every week. And we mm-hmm. go in and we we buy dinner and we eat eat dinner and we study the Bible and that's all we do. I'm still not discipling you. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting to the iron sharpens iron and God's word mm-hmm. won't return void. Yes, you might be growing and we might be growing together, but I'm not actually making a disciple because you're not following me. Right. Right. No, that, that makes so much sense. And as we kind of wrap it up here, I'm going to finish with on my side is this makes sense even from a fire department sort of way, because I followed my senior officer Mm -hmm. who I had nothing but respect on. And what was his job was to train me up to do a dangerous job as safe as possible, right? He was right. he was taking everything. So he truly was intentional about replicating himself into me. So therefore, as I became senior, and a lot of people don't know this, I did make it to the rank of lieutenant. I then could disciple the youngers that came right. in to have them do so so it's the replication process and i'm just and you, going in a blue collar probably way led a lot the same way your senior officer did because that's who you learned from i really did i really did and it's a it was a blessing on so many levels and actually bring back so much right now and it's some things we could get into that my mind just going but yeah. let's let's just i know we're trying to wrap it up here but let's go let's take that one more step because I know at least at least where we are now, you and I have had the conversation. You got away with things in your book that I can never get away with today mm-hmm. in today's firefighting world, right? So so life right. might have been a little different. But in order for me to be an officer today, I have to sit through a class mm-hmm. where they teach me how to be an officer. I have to take a test that says, yes, I can be an officer. You and I both know I can pass that class. That does not make me a good officer. Right. What's going to make me a good officer is following another good officer. Is that not discipleship? You've got to have God's word being taught to you, even formally, but you have to have somebody that you can follow. And pull from their experience and and have them pour that experience into you and, and, and take that experiences forward and stuff. No, man, I absolutely love it. Dude, I'm telling you what, Pastor Josh, this was an incredible conversation. Love just spending some time here in an area that I think a lot of people sometimes go, huh? I'm trying to figure yeah. it out, you know, and, and, and making sense of it, you know, and, and before we wrap up, my encouragement is for anyone who is just listening to this podcast, hearing about following, don't follow me. Don't follow Josh. No. <laughs> Find someone in your local church. Yes. And that's where it happens. And you know me. That's why I'm a huge believer in the local church, a good, strong, yes. biblically sound local church. So if anyone says, hey, I'm going to follow Jason and Josh and become a better disciple. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hopefully Enjoy, we can help them. Learn. It will help you. But 
go sit under the teaching of a true biblical local church. And that's where you will find the discipleship and the fellowship that we're encouraging you to find. I actually had somebody reach out to me, and you've probably been there before too, but but uh, through my YouTube channel, and just said, "Man, I would love it if if we could study the Bible together." And he literally asked me to do that, and I don't know this person from mm-hmm. anywhere. And I said, "I said you need to go find a local church. Right. That's where this happens." And so, of course, we want to be a part of encouraging, but find a local church, get there, get involved, right? Oh, I'm in total agreement. Right on, brother. I am 100% on board with that. Hey, thanks guys for listening. By the way, we had fun talking, but uh, we really uh, have fun with when you listen. <laughs> so thanks right. for listening. Again, I encourage you as always, make sure you share this podcast. If it encouraged you, share this podcast with somebody else you know that it will encourage. Also, give us a five-star rating. That really helps. That trips the algorithms and and gets our podcast in front of other people if you're enjoying this. And uh, I just want to say we intend to continue to post weekly. You should be able to find this. Our goal is every Thursday. And as the podcast gains traction, you'll be able to find it on all of your favorite podcasts. Uh, apps, wherever you prefer to consume podcasts. And then if you are looking for more uh, encouragement throughout the week, you can find both Jason and I on Facebook. You can find Jason at um, Jesus is All We Need by Jason Sautel on Facebook. And then you can find me also at Thinking Out Loud with PJ on Facebook and just go give us a like and follow along there and let us know what you think about our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh asking me that question today, Jason. Not a problem. And hey, Pastor, thank you for your uh, time and just the encouragement that you gave us today. And I look forward to chatting again next week. Awesome. We'll see you next Thursday.